just the mere fact the existence of pain in all its various grades yours seeming others seeming yours and let that <coughs> stir a strong strong determination to get to the root of the cause of pain to remove it seeming yours seeming others and for that very purpose of getting to the root getting at the core to remove it we are going to do this meditation these thoughts strengthen your determination. Let your determination bring your body to a form that is conducive to meditation. So check your posture and as you check each part the underlying thought is conducive to meditation so you can fulfill this aim. Check the legs, hands, elbows and shoulders, your back, your head and neck, mouth, teeth, tongue. your eyes, even the breath itself, so your body and your mind should be placed in such a way that if they are conducive to meditation. You're not consciously holding the posture in place there is stability in the posture there is comfort in the posture then without any intention to control the breath bring your attention to the breath and simply follow the breath just by knowing and being aware that you're breathing out when you're breathing out, you're breathing in when you're breathing in. Do not be concerned about how focused the mind is on the breath. Do not be concerned about whether or not there are other things inside the mind other than the, the awareness of the breath. To the best of your ability, follow the breath. Breathing out, know you're breathing out. Breathing in, know you are breathing in. And start to be aware of a sense of ease coming over the posture. And let that sense of ease take over 
and let your mind rest in that sense of ease. Continuing to remain aware of the breath in this way. Again, have a part of your mind check the posture to make sure that you are not consciously holding the posture in place, that it is indeed comfortable and stable. And if you have to make adjustments to achieve those two aims, staying aware of the breath, make the adjustments. The sense of ease is your gauge informing you of whether or not you are getting closer and deeper to meditative states. Once you feel a sense of confidence in the posture itself, where you don't need to make any more adjustments, you can just let it go. Then bring your attention again to just the breath, just following the breath. As you breathe out, know you're breathing out, keep following the out breath. Keep following until the breath becomes in breath. Keep following the in breath until it becomes out breath again. The continuity of awareness following the breath from out-breath to out-breath. Try to keep that continuity unbroken, following about 21 cycles of breath. is at ease, a sense of ease is stronger than before, your breath is at ease, we 
reflecting the sense of ease. Your mind is at ease. Further reflecting the sense of ease. In your determination, strong. to the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows about an arm's length or a prostration's distance from you. While focusing in that space you're thinking about through what means would I achieve my goal? Through what means will I be guaranteed to achieve their goal? Who will guide me infallibly? Who will protect me perfectly? That sense of presence you feel no matter how slight it may be, hold on to it. And in that space, that sense of presence takes on a bright form. A form <coughs> made entirely of light. This is your guide, this is your teacher. Appearing in a specific form to guide you. This is the very embodiment of what you are aspiring to achieve. Holding on to that measure of conviction that you are indeed in such a presence. Show your reverence in your mind prostrate. Trust yourself, take refuge, accepting the guidance, the protection. so long aspired to achieve. Finally, the means to achieve it is present. Find a sense of gratitude. Out of that sense of gratitude, make offerings. conscience, to be rid of dysfunctional senses of guilt, 
and further obstacles. Admit your faults. Admit the actions committed under their influence. Knowing that through the habit of long lives of habit, you may find yourself incapable of stopping. So entrust yourself to the three jewels embodied in that presence, that bright form in front of you. Seeking protection and strength. And whatever conviction you have that the obstacles that you experience are due to your own actions and convinced that you have the protection of your teacher and the three jewels make a promise to restrain in the future according to your capacity then to make up to neutralize the negative potentials collected, make a promise to do something to make up. To help uplift and refine the mind, now rejoice Letting the mind take great joy in goodness, in merit, no matter what the measure, yours and others. Rejoice especially for those who have achieved the goal that you are aspiring to achieve. your heart embrace all beings. Look at their conditions. <coughs> what they are enduring. The happiness that they are aspiring to achieve. And let compassion and love grow within them. Embracing all beings with <coughs> compassion and love. Turn your mind again to the teacher because you are now 
turn to the teacher while your heart is embracing all beings with compassion and love. This makes you see that through the teacher you are connected to all enlightened beings. Being thus connected to all enlightened beings, ask them to please teach beings how to end their pain forever, how to find true happiness. Please stay with them until they are truly free, truly happy. And quickly recall that the very embodiment of the goal you are aspiring to achieve is right in front of you. Find that measure of conviction again and strongly wish to be closer. Invite the teacher to come to the crown of your head. See and feel that bright presence now right above your head. Think of the obstacles you've encountered thus far. Think of the goals you are seeking to realize. And ask the teacher for blessings. Strongly wishing to be free of your obstacles strongly wishing to realize your goals. And see yourself being blessed by the teacher through a stream of nectar made of light coming from the teacher's heart, purifying you and filling you with the realizations you seek. the very object that you aspire to achieve is right above your head. And your aspiration to be closer <coughs> is stronger than before. You wish to be inseparable. Through the strength of your aspiration, you sense that the teacher also aspires to be inseparable with you. This realization causes the form of the teacher to dissolve into a point of light. See and feel that point of light descend through the crown of your head. See and feel it merge with your mind at your heart center. For whatever length of time we can hold on to the affirmation that 
that you have become inseparable with <coughs> the teacher, hold on to it. back to the breath. Staying aware of the breath. Slowly become aware of the body once more. Stretch your legs to make yourselves more comfortable. Welcome everyone. Uh, very brave of you to <laughs> come out in this cold. And I'll, uh, I'm not going to promise anything, but we'll come out maybe five minutes earlier than usual. <laughs> okay, uh, so now it's going to get complicated. Okay. <laughs> now we are going into the complications. Uh, so when it, it start when it seems to be getting to be more complicated when you are doing meditation on wisdom, go back 
to the simple the simple uh, the simple formula if it's dependently arisen it is empty that's it okay and everything else that comes after that every complication every profound presentation is simply explaining this pure simple fact and when you go into the different schools and why are different schools stuck here and stuck there they're simply uh, you're looking at one thing and when you see that that one thing is empty because it is dependently arisen then when they start looking at those things that come together to bring about this one thing then they get stuck on those other things that are bringing this thing into existence okay. so they no longer see that this one thing that they're analyzing as being empty but their mind is grasping onto the other, the other, the other factors okay. so the lower school for example when they see an entity that one entity that they are examining they say oh it's empty it doesn't exist really the way it is appearing to exist and how did they arrive at this they're looking at this one thing and then they say oh it's because of that because of this because of that that that, that this one thing came into existence now when your mind is looking at the interdependent phenomena or interdependent uh, factors that came together then whatever the mind was grasping onto the mind loses that loses sight of it it disappears okay. now the lower school supposedly now when they're looking at this one entity and then they start looking at how, how, it, how it is dependent on causes and conditions then they, this entity disappears because when they're looking at the causes and conditions but their mind grabbed onto those causes and conditions the same way they were, they were grasping onto the entity f before they started analyzing it okay. so the thing is whatever you're looking at whatever appears to the mind that's its nature it exists the way it is because of it, it is dependent okay. it is de dependently arisen whether it is some abstract object whether it is an object that is you know, seeming to be you know, hitting you in the face it's an existent and that's its nature okay. now um, when because of the mind tendency to grab to grasp okay, then when the, the, the more sophisticated presentations are presented then the mind finds something more subtle to, gra to grasp onto until you get to uh, Lord Nagarjuna who now leaves you uh, doesn't leave you anything to grab onto and he really leaves you in pure void okay. so th the thing you're supposed to be doing is what you, you, what you what the Vaibhashika did from the very beginning an entity appearing and that entity when it appears it appears to be very vividly real or very vividly what it appears to be it seems to have substantial reality and all these terms uh, when you start uh, trying to understand them what they really mean then you might get, you might, you might get lost okay. when you're now this is doing meditation on, 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 on wisdom 
the thing to remember is the uh, the the ig the object the or the or the uh, the object that is being doing, being created by our ignorance. It's not something that you have to search for deeply. All you have to do is just look what's appearing to your mind. That very object. Like right now, you're looking at the room and you're seeing people and you're seeing the room. This is the object that they're talking about. This is the object that the Buddha was talking about when he says it's empty. Okay. And exactly the way it is appearing to you is what your ignorance is doing. Okay. Now, there are two things happening here. Okay? There's an existing, there's an object that exists, that is, that is sort of, uh, you're, so become, you're becoming aware that it exists, but at the same time, your mind is drawing a conclusion about the mode of, the, of its existence. How is it existing? It is, that's where you have to look at. How is my mind concluding that this object exists? And this is where we are making the mistake. This is where ignorance operates. Not so much whether or not the, the object is an ex- something, something that exists or not. It exists. That's why it's appearing. That's why we have an experience of it. But its mode of existence. How is it existing? Okay. Now, this how is it existing is not something that we are consciously doing. It's not like we see something and then, or, and then we go into, okay, so wait a minute, stop there, let me examine your ch- mode of existence. <laughs> and then we come up with a conclusion, ah, oh, you exist self-existently. Okay. And like everyone else who encountered Buddhism for the first time, we're not talking about just Westerners, we know anybody, the first, the, the first time you heard the term inherently existent was when you encountered Buddhism. Okay. Maybe. But prior, before that, you weren't going around saying, you know, I see things inherently existent. Oh, how, why don't I stop seeing things as inherently existent? Okay. So, that phrase, grasping onto inherent existence, what is it pointing to? It's pointing to the very way you're experiencing things. Now, you, what you have to do is just stop and just look at yourself experiencing things. That's grasping to inherent existence. And you don't have to worry as, as to whether or not you are wrong or right. Okay? You're wrong. <laughs> if you're not already an Arya in the deep meditation or if you're not a Buddha, you are wrong. Okay? So you don't have to try to find, you don't have to try to find the, where's, the, where's the wrong. Okay? It's happening right now while, you, while you're experiencing reality. Okay? So, the object appears to you, whether it is the sense of me, and then that very appearance is the grasping, is, is, the, ob- is the grasping to self-existence. Okay. Now, a very funny thing happens when you really look for this self-existent object. Okay? And... And, and that just all automatically, I'm sure, those of you who had some experience with learned reading about this thing, self-existence, automatically your mind shifts as though self-existence is something that's over there. Okay. 
it's happening right now while, while you're listen, listening to, to my voice while you're sitting here it's happening so you don't have to go look deeply for it just look so when, when, you're, when, you, when you say I or when you're feeling the sense of me that is the object that is being grasped with ignorance okay now you start looking for it to see if whether or not it really exists and you go through all those different kinds of, of, of uh, uh, reasonings but the main thing is when you directly start to see that it is dependently arisen no matter what kind of dependently arisen formula you go through that me disappears okay and which me disappears it is the me that was being that, w- that your mind was grasping onto as existing inherently and since that what you are used since this is what you are used to what appears to the mind then once you are looking at it it is dependently arisen that you that you are seeing vividly that you disappears completely and what you are perceiving is simply the disappearance of it nothing else suddenly comes up you don't suddenly see you know big blue lights you suddenly see you know uh, uh, you know rainbows all over the place no nothing else comes and takes and, 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 and takes its place okay And when you're looking at this pure disa- disa- the, the event of complete disappearance of what you thought existed, if you don't have some sort of emotional reaction to it, you are just looking at just space. You are looking at the conclusion, the me that I thought existed doesn't exist. So, uh, Lord Nagarjuna now going uh, in a very beautiful way of really shaking the foundation, uh, your foundation, really taking the rug, not the rug, taking the floor away from you. Okay. And then you, you exp- you're thinking that you know he's going to do renovation, he's going to put you know, <laughs> you know shellacking or something like that. <laughs> and you keep waiting and keep waiting, and then nothing comes. Okay. He, you had, he, he, he took you, he took, he takes you to a very nice meditation, and you see, oh, I see, cause and effect. Of course, this thing doesn't exist. Cause and effect, and you're holding on to cause and effect. Look how beautiful cause and effect that is, right? And then he does the same thing to cause and effect. And then it becomes something more subtle. And of course, no cause and effect. The same way the, the thing that was, came from cause and effect didn't exist. And you're grasping onto that, the parts. And then, uh, d- uh, 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 dependent from, from its, um, what's called that thing again, the mere, the topetaxan. Uh, 
It was nice. Mere designation. Yeah, I like that term. <laughs> so now you're looking at mere designation, right? So you just have, this is a very subtle thing now, mere designation. Oh, it even sounds you know, kind of cute. Mere <laughs> designation. So your mind is holding on. I mean, that's extremely cute. Mere designation. So your mind is holding on to that, right? And then, now Arjuna now uh, completely removed this mere designation. And you're left with absolutely nothing. That is, remember, as a, look at looking at hand. What is hand? Right? What is hand? No, hand. That's one word, right? One entity. So that's what's appearing to your mind. One entity. A complete, a complete, uh, completely real hand. A completely real isolate. A completely uh, unit. A completely whole entity. Hand. And when you're looking at it to find hand, what do you find? Where, where's hand? Is it here? Is that is that a hand? Is this hand? <laughs> is this hand? Is this hand? Is this hand? Okay. So that's looking now hand goes away, all you're seeing are parts, fingers. Right? And now if if you just stay like that and say all phenomena is like all phenomena is like that, then you're set you're home safe. But because of the mind habit of grasping now I say oh fingers that's what it is fingers really and then we look at finger what is it what do you see knuckle <laughs> skin and all that kind of stuff right and when you continue 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 say oh hand me a designation and then your mind is now holding on to oh that's so cute designation and you're holding on to that okay Whenever you you're doing the analysis, looking for hand, you don't see hand. Why? Because you see fingers instead. Stop there. Don't look at fingers anymore. Don't look at fingers. Fingers become the new hand. Okay, the new thing that appears to be completely just that. Now, do you understand? I mean, can you grasp? Well, not grasp. Grasp is negative now. What's, what's another one? That, what would be a positive way of saying that? Hold. Can you hold? Okay, we'll use that. Somebody, somebody hold. <laughs> okay. Can you hold on to the idea? Hand, right? I mean, what's appearing to your mind? I mean, feel it. What appears to your mind when you, when you hear hand? Hand. <laughs> hand. <laughs> okay? Hand. And you look at what's what is supposed to be hand. What do you see? Do you see hand when you're really looking? Now, when you're really looking, now hand goes away, right? Now, just stay looking at what where hand ended up being. Where did hand go? When you are really, really looking at hand and you start and you see, you know, appendages. Where did hand go? Where did hand go? That's what you're supposed to be looking at. Okay. But if you don't look at that, instead 
you're looking at fingers, palms, knuckles, then you have, a, it's, like, it's as if you've, you're now doing a different meditation. You have another, you have another, another entity to deconstruct. Okay. And you can continue to do this forever and forever and forever until you, you, you get to, you know, uh, you know uh, spaces between the atoms. Okay. And, and the space between the space between the space and the space between the space and so on and so forth. Okay. So you can continue like this forever. Okay. If you just, if you don't just stop. You are looking for a hand. You don't see hand. Okay. You've done. You're done. You're done. And this is where the complications comes into c- c- come come into play. You're not satisfied, or you're the you're allowing the uh, the ha- habit of grasping to take over. You forget what you are doing in the first place. So with just the vibashika answer, well, I shouldn't call it the vibashika answer, but you know, uh, with just it depends on parts. <coughs> okay. Entity, hand, me, whatever. And then how does it appear to you? It, as a whole thing, as, as if, you know, it, when you say hand, the way your mind is holding onto it at, mo- at this moment is this is hand, this is hand, this is hand, this is hand. Okay? This, that's how your mind is grasping onto it. But when you look at it, this is not hand. What is this? Finger. And it's not even a finger. Nail. <laughs> it's not even nail. <laughs> okay? It goes on like that. And so forth. Okay? So, hand, and you say dependently arisen then the hand, now, you, you're no longer seeing it. So that's staying with the Vibhashika, and you will see the emptiness of the hand. But if you start grasping onto the parts or the causes that comes together, then instead of uh, seeing the emptiness, now you're, looking, you're, you're, look, you're seeing something else. Okay. You're looking at now fingers and nails and things like that. Okay. It is that simple. <laughs> okay. And the reason that the wisdom, uh, you know, uh, all those texts on wisdom are so thick and so voluminous is because we fail to just stay with that. And when you, he- when you read about all those great yogis who, you know, who, uh, who saw the true nature directly. They were doing, th- that's the meditation that they were doing. Okay. After, you know, reading all those volumes of, 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 of complications, then you just go back to, okay, here's the hand. When your mind says hand, your, mind's, your mind thinks, this is hand, this is hand, this is hand, this is hand. All those, everything here is hand. That's how your mind looks at it. And then when you really, really look to see if that's true, then that's when you find all those other things. And the hand disappears. And you're done. Okay. 
And if you're not satisfied with that, then you're going to think, start thinking about, okay, what is the conventional, what is the ultimate, the conventional, and then we, we get into other kinds of schools. We get, we get into the okay, school A's interpretation of, in, of conventional, or school A interpretation of Prasangika interpretation of conventional, school B's interpretation of Prasangika as conventional, school C interpretation of Prasangika as conventional. You see that? Prasangika as conventional, and then you have four schools already giving you a different ex explanation of what that's supposed to mean. Okay. Now, if this sim simple explanation is too simple, <laughs> if it's not complicated enough, then we can start and get into some more complications later. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one little complication. <laughs> Remember fist and open hand? <laughs> Don't get confused now. We're talking about fist and open hand, not right and left hand. Okay. Fist, open hand. <laughs> You're trying to see fist, right? But let's say, you know, open hand is how the mind sees fist. Okay? Now when the mind when it, when it is said that the the mind sees something and it's, it, it, it sees inherent existence, the mind thinks, like for example, you're looking, for f you look, look, you're looking at fists, or you, you want to look at fists, and this is what is appearing to the mind, you, you, what your mind is saying, this is fists. That's what your mind is saying. Okay? And when you analyze this appearance that your mind is saying, you see that it is not fists. Okay? This is not fist. So what is this is not? What is the appearance? What appears to your mind with this phrase? This is not. This is. This is not. This is. This is not. <laughs> this is. This is not. Okay. So this is not appears to you. Okay. Now what happened to fist? What happened to fists? <laughs> now this is where we have all those different schools. Go back to the simple thing. Whenever an entity appears to you, it appears with ignorance, you know, self-existently. When you examine that, it goes away. That's it. Don't complicate things. Where's the fist? Where's the fist? No. No, no. It's Did right there. <laughs> okay. What is fist? Okay. All right. Let me complicate that even further if that wasn't complication enough <laughs> so the mind thinks this is fist and when you examine it you see it's not this so this disappears right hmm. now because this disappears this is where the, 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 all the fights come comes in because they seem to have everyone seems to have seem to have their point, okay? 
since when you're looking at this and you take its fist and we examine it, it's not fist, it goes away. Some say, here, see what happens here? You see it? Okay. <laughs> keep your eyes here. Okay, keep your eyes there. See what's here? <laughs> they say that's w- that that is fist. Okay? They say this is fist. Is that true? No. Yeah, of course. It's, it's not. This fist is right here. <laughs> okay? This is the conventional. That's what all the schools, well, not all the schools, but some of the schools you know, are fighting with each other you know, with, with malas and broomsticks and things. <laughs> <laughs> so, because when the mind is looking for fists, and that's what the mind sees, and the mind it finally realizes this is not fists, and this goes away because it is not fists, because you're looking for fists. Because of this appearance, they say this is fist. Okay. All right. <laughs> you're not a Buddha, you're not an Arya in deep meditation. This is not fist, right? Is this fist? <laughs> is this fist? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't listen to the preconditions. Uh, this is where we get stuck. Okay? Now, what you just did a Vaibhashika. <laughs> now, you understand uh, where the Vaibhashika is? You just well. The I said I was I was gonna confuse you. So if you're confused, you're in the right place. <laughs> okay. You are not a Buddha. You are not a, an Arya in direct perception. How those things appear to you? Yeah. Not conventional. Things do not do. Things do not appear conventional. They appear self to be self. They appear to be self-existent. Okay. They're not. So. When you examine this, uh, to be if it's fist or not, you see that it's not fist, then you end up with this, right? In, in, in place of this. Okay? Now, I'm taking you out of that example and I say, oh, here's fist. And you see fist, right? Mm-hmm. You see fist, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? But when you start to examine this, mm-hmm. looking for fist, what are you going to find? You're going to find this. Yeah. Okay? That's very good. <laughs> You're following. <laughs> and even though you said yes, you're probably confused. And that's good. <laughs> so, so, would be fair to say that whatever a being that's not a Buddha or an Arya in, in deep meditation mm-hmm. actually examines just the fact that it could examine it at all, the fact that it can appear to it at all, means it can't be, it can't be an ultimate, it can't be inherent. Yeah. Yeah. So no matter if we can see it, it's kind of like you can't join a club that would have you as a member or something. If, if you actually, if it does appear to you, you know it's it's not it's not the ultimate. And in that very in that very statement, that's where there's a lot of confusion. 
I'm not saying you said something that was confusing. Saying in that statement, th- there's a lot of confusion comes out, com- comes out of it in trying to understand it. Because when you look at when you're looking at, at this thinking it's fist and it, and you and you really look at it and it goes away and this appears to you, of course you might say this is fist. The, the appearance of what appears to you when you're looking for that thing which doesn't exist. That appearance is equal to that thing, not what you think you thought exists, but that conventional thing. Oh, was that confusing? Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> now, all this elaborations has nothing to do with wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're no longer meditating <coughs> on wisdom. That's when your mind is, you know, uh, not just just finds it difficult to just stick with the simple, with the with the simple fact. What is the simple fact? Yeah, that's it. Something appears. Oh, okay. And then you say, oh, it's interdependent. It depends on this and that. Then you find emptiness. That's it. But it's not elaborate, it's not, you know, it's not complicated, so your mind, you know, dismisses it. But the very first time you have the experience of that, and you really have that thing go away, that will have a profound effect on you. Even at the, at the you know, even gross intellectual level, it will have a profound effect on you. But, you know, ignorance being what it is, you know, it takes a lot of time for it to really go away, it starts to reassert itself again, and that experience, it covers it. It covers that entire experience the next time you go into it. So that's why you need to go into complications. That's why you need to go, wait a minute, conventional, the ultimate, the conventional appears, the conventional disappears, wait a minute, does the conventional disappear? Or the conventional stay? Wait a minute, how come the conventional doesn't appear when you're looking at the ultimate? <laughs> does the conventional cease to exist when the ultimate appears? All that is to just tame the mind grasping to complications. Okay. Um. So, when you're really meditating, just stick with those two things. Really feel what you are experiencing. Let, it, uh, let its vividness appear to you to the mind. That's the first thing. The second thing, prove that it is what it is appearing to be. Or seek to prove it. And that's, that's the only two things you need to do. And everything else will just fall into place. Okay. And when you try to explain it to someone else after, you, after you've had some profound experience of it, then you, ca- you go into complications. Okay. Uh, there was one little complication I was going to get into, but <laughs> you don't have time. I guess I will let you out five minutes earlier than usual, and we were almost five minutes earlier than usual. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, to, I have to say that one. I, I, because I introduced it. Now, I do not... 
Lord Nagarjuna really removing everything, right? So you have nothing to grab onto anymore. Okay. I, I mentioned that before, but I'll mention it again just to to refresh your memory of it. Okay. Whenever, wh- whatever entity is appearing, okay, whether it is something that's appearing in the in, inside, something that is an, a subjective experience, your feelings, your emotions, your your ideas about what you think you are, what you think about things, or whether it is something that seems to be coming to at you from outside, from the environment, where there is another person, an object, okay? These are all entities. That's what we're calling entities. Okay. Whenever you take any one of them and you examine them, you will discover that it is a dependently arisen phenomenon. Okay? That means now, is there a third kind of phenomena? Is there a third kind of phenomena? No, there's no more. There, 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 there is not a third kind of phenomenon. You only have those two. You know, so things that you experience within you, and things that seem to be going on outside of you, right? Any of those things, a part of it or a whole or seeming whole of it, when you examine it, it disappears because the the mind that is looking at it in the, in the beginning is the mind of ignorance. Okay, it. it what, what it thinks is, is there is not really there. Okay. So, taking that, right, that means in they're dependently arisen, right? That means this phenomena exists because other phenomena came together for it to exist, right? This phenomena is existing you know, it's keeping its existence seemingly because other phenomena are helping it. So the power to exist is coming from others. Right? Now, which phenomena has the power? Any phenomena, whatever it is, it exists because it is the power to exist coming from another. So, which phenomena is giving the power? The perceiver. The perceiver is not is not a phenomena that is getting power to exist from other. Neither. Neither. So. Nothing exists? (laughs) Because whatever exists is getting its power to exist from other. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting there. So Am I shellacking the floor or there's no floor to shellack? <laughs> if you feel you're in space and there's nothing around you to, you know, to bring, to, to talk about, or to say, oh, this is what it is, then you're in the right place. So in other words, if you feel completely lost, 
if you feel like uh, you're not standing on anything, then you're in the right place. That's what Nagarjuna wants to bring you into. Okay. Because, you know, he starts out nicely. Oh, this, this thing doesn't really exist. Why? Because this <laughs> is giving it existence. This is giving it existence. These things coming together is giving this existence. Right? And he said, wait a minute. Whatever exists, exists because others are, giving, are, are, are helping it to exist. Which one of these others has the power? to give existence? None of them. Oh. Be in space. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> <laughs> What's the answer? You don't know. Well, that's a very good answer. <laughs> Is this the feeling? So, feeling <laughs> I mean, it's not an intellectual answer, but it's the feeling that we should be in space and think there is there's a power that's bringing all of this together to make one. Where is that power coming from? That's the answer. That feeling. That feeling. Yeah, that feeling where that you're you know in space, that mm -hmm. you're somebody remove your the foundation of uh, from under you. That's where, that's where you're supposed to get into. Okay. And when you're there, there's nothing to grab onto. And if, when the mind has nothing to grab onto, the habit of grasping doesn't have an object to grasp, to throw. Wait a minute. Let's, where my, where my, it's like your, your uh, ignorant mind is waiting to throw uh, inherent existence at something, and there's nothing for you to throw inherent existence at. Okay. That's a that's a very nice uh, 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 to call that. Metaphor. What was that? Metaphor. metaphor? No, not not the metaphor. I mean, what Nagarjuna said about the the objects. Whatever exists gets its power from other. Then, where does any one of these other have the power to give? Where does it where does it find the power from other? <laughs> <laughs> So, that's the last examination when you're doing meditation on wisdom. Begin by really getting in... By last examination, see that feeling? That, uh, or that... That? <laughs> that you arrive at by, you know, with, with that question? You're supposed to arrive at that question from the very beginning. Oh, look at that. It comes from causes and conditions. Okay. That same feeling should be there. Okay. So once you get that feeling, first you get that feeling there first, then you get that feeling at where does it get? Which one is where? Which one has the power? Is it causes? Is it conditions that has the power? But causes is something that exists. It exists. It exists because of causes and conditions. So it doesn't have power because it's, its existence become because of causes and condition or that causing condition that ex condition well that condition exists because it exists because it, the power to exist comes from 
causing condition. Okay, look at that causing condition. Wait a minute. How could it give that power to exist when it has getting power from that for it, for it to exist? Okay. And if you continue like that, really continue like that, if you don't end up, you know, completely mad, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it like that. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Okay, I think I've confused you enough. Did I confuse you nicely? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Alright, uh, well, sorry. I was, I said that I would try, but no. <laughs> That's how we try. <laughs> okay, uh. Well, I always have to say, do you remember the meditation that we're doing? How we are getting to that? So first is get your mind to that meditative state and from within that meditative state do those two things. Okay. So I'll guide you to that meditative state. So quickly have a vivid memory of the sense of ease you were experiencing right before the talk. Let it be so vivid that it infuses the present state. And feel it infusing the body, the legs and hands, elbows and shoulders, your back, head and neck, mouth, teeth, tongue resting in the natural places eyes conducive to meditation. Be mindful of the sense of ease. Bring your thinking to your heart center, even if it is just words, I am thinking in my heart center. That's enough. then bring up that determination be clear about what you're going to do you're going to enter that meditative state from within that state you're going to examine ultimate reality this way, that way and the ultimate purpose is this and that Observe five cycles of breath and feel the sense of ease getting deeper and deeper. So let the mind 
freely wander in this space inside here. Let it be aware freely of what's here. The walls, the ceiling, what's on the walls, the floor, the people here. Let the mind have a sense of freedom to roam. sense of ease, sense of comfort, being here. Now look at what is absent, what is empty, that is this room is empty of outside, the elements of what makes outside. It is empty of traffic and look at the very absence itself and the sense of comfort is a bit deeper and let the mind enjoy that sense of deeper sense of comfort itself. It is empty of space, floor, inside, walls, ceiling, outside, traffic. Sense of ease, sense of comfort, now deeper. still conceptualizing this nothing. Let the mind cease all conceptualization.
empty of concept nothing, empty of aware, empty of space. That state is empty of ground. That state is empty of inside, outside. sense of comfort is now more profound and from within this profound sense of ease the mind not grasping at anything and even the concept of nothing this is your meditative platform to any entity the sense of I whatever and have it appear vividly and examine its mode of existence
within this tranquil state now I embrace all beings looking at their conditions you have strong compassion and love for them of their troubles is vividly strong almost as if you're wishing it's like willing it to happen you've just done, dedicate its power to help you achieve your ultimate goal. Staying aware of the breath, slowly become aware of the body, starting with the top of the head and including more and more until you reach your toes. confusion. <laughs> Some of you probably have heard this already, but it's still confusing. <laughs> but that's what it is. Uh, there is a fist because there is no real fist. If there was ever a real fist, there would be no fist at all. <laughs> Sounds cute, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 okay, thank you. <laughs>